0: Off air, uh, when I was uh, connecting with our next guest, uh, he he gave me a bit of uh, trivia that I, I I'm ashamed, Chris, that I just didn't know. uh Oh, it, it wasn't the first thing that popped into my head when I woke up this morning, uh, trying to get my coffee. I'll well, give you the question. <laughs> well, uh, it's it, you know, it's not really a trivia question per se, more of a history type of thing. But uh, on this day. Uh, State Representative uh, Tim Butler, what happened? Uh, And thanks for joining WMAY. What happened on this day?
1: Uh, Good morning, gentlemen. Today, 202 years ago, Illinois became a state. Uh, We became the 21st state in the union when uh, President James Monroe signed the congressional resolution making us a state. So happy birthday, Illinois.
0: All right. I didn't. It wasn't the first thing I thought when I woke up, but uh, I think it uh, is.
1: It is an official state commemorative holiday as well, gentlemen.
0: Look at so, that! So absolutely, and you know. with all of the uh, you know bicentennial celebrations that we had a couple of years ago, it's uh, uh, after this year. It's easy to kind of forget about some of that stuff. So I appreciate you. up. Yeah, maybe that up.
1: maybe we've only been a state. 201 years, we can just forget about 2020, I guess. (laughs) I think everybody
0: would probably be okay with that, uh, uh, Representative. Uh, So thanks for taking time with us again uh, today. uh, After 202 years of uh, the state being the state, we've uh, had a significant chunk of that. Uh, It's kind of uh, mind-blowing to think about, but almost a quarter of that. There's been a man in the state legislature for almost a quarter of that. Yeah. Representative Mike Madigan, uh, he's still Speaker of the House. What's going on with uh, with the latest here? Uh, we had uh, some uh, not guilty pleas yesterday. Uh, Leader Durkin yesterday also calling for Madigan to resign. I uh, Got a statement from his office saying he, Madigan stands by his previous statements. What's going on here?
1: Well, I think anyone who spent their Thanksgiving Eve reading through the emails that were dumped from... ComEd, from the Special Investigating Committee, has a very clear picture of the, the system that Madigan and his team put in place to protect their their political empire, basically. And um, I read through every one of those emails, and it's quite astounding to see, you know, really the, the brazenness that Mike McLean and the entire Madigan operation had in dealing with ComEd and other entities when it came to taking care of their their political power. And it's it's pretty amazing. I think we're going to continue to see, obviously, uh, uh, the federal government's going to continue to investigate this case, as you said. Um, You know, four of them were charged uh, a couple weeks ago. They pled not guilty yesterday. But you're going to continue to see this move forward. And then on top of that, obviously, we had um, the Democratic um, conference chair, Kathleen Willis, a representative, a member of of Madigan's leadership team, come out yesterday saying she will not support him for speaker. So in my mind, um, if these 19 members of the Democratic caucus hold strong, you're going to, I mean, uh, Madigan's not going to be speaker come the next General Assembly.
0: Should the uh, General Assembly take action before that? Um, because I mean, for, for crying out loud, you had you can't you, well, you didn't cancel, but uh, the legislature uh, fall session was canceled with all of these important issues from the budget to mitigation oversight to you know you name it uh, things that aren't getting addressed right now. Uh, should should the governor call a special session to come back with specifics on uh, selecting a new speaker and dealing with some of these major issues?
1: Yeah, I think the issue for the speaker, um, you know, obviously we have a process in place that that Leader Durkin instigated through the Special Investigating Committee. I think that process needs to play out. I've been tremendously disappointed in Chairman Welch not having more hearings or not being more forthcoming and moving that forward. But I think that process needs to play out. Um, Beyond that, many of us have said for months, that the legislature is missing in action here. There's no reason why the legislature uh, can't meet to handle the pandemic, to deal with the pandemic, to work with the governor and give the governor some direction. Very honestly, from the legislature, uh, I don't think it's up to the governor to call a special session. I think it's up to Mike Madigan and Don Harmon to call the legislature back to session to deal with this. They have the power to do that, and they have ignored that for seven, eight months now, and that. You know uh, i mean it's but, but representative
0: the governor also has that power to call a special session
1: if the governor has the power he's not going to do it look i mean if, if he hasn't done it so far he's not going to do it i think the governor and obviously the democratic leadership like the fact that the governor's making all the decisions on this the democratic leadership in the general assembly is is not on the hook for anything in, in trying to combat the pandemic and i I think their leadership likes it that way to, to be very honest with you so ta- I don't think the government sure. could call us back into session because of that.
0: We're talking with State Representative Tim Butler on the WMAY morning news feed at 718. Chris Murphy in the newsroom with a question.
1: Hey, Tim, and this is a question about the leadership coming forward here. You know, if if, if Madigan is removed as Speaker, it almost sounded like Leader Durkin was trying to work the room to try and become Speaker of the House from a minority party. I mean, is that political theater or is there an actual shot of that? Yeah, I you know, I didn't actually hear exactly what, what Leader Durkin said yesterday. Obviously, I saw the reports of it, uh, and I kind of chuckled about it. It, it, it. Knowing Jim like I do, I, I would imagine it was a bit tongue-in-cheek by him, would be my guess. Um, look, this is this is on the Democrats to figure out how they want to move forward. They have a supermajority. They have 70, um, 73 members going into the next General Assembly. It's up to them. I will say, what I know about Jim Durkin, the guy has an open-door policy. I have seen innumerable Democrats walk into his office. I've been in office for meetings with, uh, with folks from the Democratic Party talking to Jim. He talks to people on the floor. He's a collaborative member of the General Assembly, which we don't get out of the Speaker. I've never been in the Speaker's office for a meeting with him and anyone else. Uh, and that's how the Speaker operates. Jim Jim's open and, and works with people. And I mean, he would make a great Speaker, but obviously I don't think we have the numbers to do it.
0: Representative, uh, back to the uh, ComEd issue and the emails. I have yet to get through all 100, uh, but I've gotten through a significant portion. And the vast majority are McLean uh, on behalf of, quote, our friend looking for jobs and contracts, obviously. But there is a couple of instances in there of Leader Durkin's name being brought up uh, in those emails. Uh, and, and, and the leader says that, you know, the, the issue isn't about, um, you know, jobs. It's about a bribery scheme uh, implicating Madigan. Uh, But is there an issue with leadership and a culture of, you know, we've seen it in the past, um, clout-driven university uh, applications, for instance, from years ago. Surely you remember that. But is that clout culture still a problem uh, regardless of political party?
1: Well, first of all, I would say if if anyone reads through all the emails, you will see the extraordinary number of emails, uh, I mean the vast majority of them, refer to McLean and Madigan. Uh, some of them are from former Senate President Cullerton going directly to the comment CEO. I think two or three of them mention Leader Durkin, uh, neither of those which are direct conversations in the email that either McLean had with with Durkin it seems like, nor uh, our former chief of staff who was trying to help, help a communications personnel find a job. I mean, that, The the difference between the emails between Durkin and and Madigan are are stark. That would say that, look, the culture uh, under the Capitol Dome within state government needs to change from a variety of aspects. Yes, it is cloud heavy. Yes, it is a top-down leadership style that the Democrats have instituted for the last last 35 years under, under Mike Madigan, and it needs to change. We need a more open, collaborative process. We need term limits. We need leadership term limits. We need ethics reform with the ethics com- commission that's put together. Was supposed to have a report in March, and they they, they haven't met. It's ridiculous. But I mean, they hey, they've they said
0: they've said changed. for they've said for months now that they're going to meet in the weeks ahead.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Greg Harris, Leader Harris, has, who's the chair of that commission, the committee, has said that for months now that there was. A, I mean, back in I think September, or August, he said there was a report coming soon, and I think I think the silence. Volumes, and I believe some of the Democrats who talked yesterday, either through social media or through through Kathleen Harris's um, uh, remarks, made this you know brought up the fact that ethics reform has been stalled under Madigan. I mean, Madigan doesn't want ethics reform. That's why that's why Harris hasn't issued a report, and that's why it's stalled right now.
0: State Representative Tim Butler finally here. and We're about eight minutes from getting numbers for uh, unemployment issues. And uh, what, what's what's the latest you're hearing from your constituents? Are there still problems getting the benefits? Are there still problems with uh, um, the, the, the fraud aspect of unemployment? What's the latest?
1: I mean, it, it continues to be an issue that we hear about every day. I mean, I was I was looking at emails last night that we got yesterday that, that have come in from constituents who have issues with, with the Department of Employment Security. Uh, I, I do, I, you know, I have given the new director, Director Richards, props. I think she is trying to be more open and transparent. But this continues to be a huge problem for our state. We need more resources at IES. IES needs, needs to be more responsive. We need to make sure that people are getting the benefits that are due them and taking care of people that, you know, this is an agency that is that is completely funded by federal dollars. Um, we should be able to take care of this and get the work done Um for the people of Illinois to make sure that they get the benefits
0: they deserve. And finally, here, uh, Chris Murphy in the newsroom with a question.
1: And, and and Tim, I apologize about all the mundane questions that you've had to answer here over the last twelve minutes because the real important <laughs> one is: What do you think of the Cubs letting oh, Kyle Schwarber on. go? Oh, come on, boy! Bishop Bishop hates this every time. I know. <laughs> treated, they should have treated. They should have traded Schwarber when he was at the top of his game a couple of years ago. <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't even so. know. I don't even know what a Schwarber is. <laughs> so you know. <laughs>
1: God, you, uh, sports. Well, he's not in Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, exactly, I've only so. played
0: Dungeons and Dragons once. I've only played it yeah. once and I threw up afterwards because I drank too much Yu Hoo. So cue the big bang yeah, theory music now. Okay, go. go ahead. <laughs> all right, guys. Hey, uh be safe. I know you're traveling, uh, and we'll talk again soon, all right?
1: Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Talk to you later.